Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hello and welcome to episode 149 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. Happy Friday, everyone. We have a ton to get to today, guys. This is our last podcast of the week. It's been a fantastic week, uh, you know, recognizing and identifying sharp lines across the board. Uh, Pretty good day yesterday. How about the New York Mets? Mets were uh, a little bit dicey, but they came through for us late. Um, Bottom of the ninth and, uh, you know, fighting back. Great to see the Mets. 9-7 9-7 win over the Yankees, and remember, what we liked about the Mets is just seeing that line flip from really a, a favorite play to the Yankees to a dog play to the Mets, or a slight uh, kind of coin flip game further to the Mets, even though public was on the Yankees, so great hit in that one. Uh, also, nice hit with the Chicago White Sox, where my Southsiders at, 11-6 win. Uh, Southsiders now are, believe it or not, 12-0 against left-handed pitchers, so great hit with the Chai Sox. Uh, late. Um, I do want to issue my apologies for that WNBA source play. Uh, that was god awful. So I owe you all a beer on that one. The Dream Liberty had a really sharp, uh, sharp inside source on that over, and I think they scored three points combined in that game. So uh, I was looking at the box score. The Dream shot 32% from the floor. The Liberty shot 26% 
from the floor, 19 of 73. So uh, some you win, some you lose, throw, some you uh, some you throw away. That was absolutely uh, brutal. Uh, but decent day in the NBA, guys. Um, you know, we talked about how, uh, number one, a couple teachable uh, moments here with uh, Toronto and Boston. We talked about how, you know, and I wrote about this in the newsletter this morning, so make sure you sign up, vcin.com slash newsletter. But, you know, we talked about how the Raptors were the sharp play. They opened out a pick them or minus one. They moved all the way to minus two and a half. I think at the time of the pod, they were minus two. So even further in the day, they became more of a favorite. Some books even closed at three. So it was pretty clear the Raptors were the sharp play. Now, this is all going based off the final score. I mean, you saw a just miracle ending there. Uh, it was funny. I was doing my uh, my fantasy football draft with all my buddies. And, you know, I was, I was locked into the lobby of the fantasy football draft. And then my other screen, we were doing a Zoom so we could all see each other and hang out and have a couple adult beverages. And then I had my iPad, which was glued to the Islanders game, which, by the way, the Islanders blew it. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little salty about the Islanders blowing it in double overtime last night. But I was keeping up with the Celtics game on my phone, updating it, refreshing it. And I, I was uh, I was looking at, you know, I was hoping they were, were going to go to overtime because I did have the over in that one. I thought it was a pretty sharp over. I thought we would get lucky with overtime there. But my final score was a little slow, and I was like, what's going on here? It looked like it was tied. Then Celtics go up by two. And then, wouldn't you know, at .5 seconds left, a miracle play by the Raptors. Uh, I, you know, a lot. If you guys live in Boston, I think a lot of people are questioning why was Taco Fall in there. Guy never plays. Yeah, he's eight foot twelve, but they put him in front of the inbounder, the inbound passer, which I think does make sense. But a uh, buddy of mine, when it happened, was like, why wouldn't you just guard all the shooters and let them inbound and guard the shooters? So ridiculous miracle toss, uh, three pointer by OG Anunoby. Uh, and it was able to hit that three and buzzer beater win for Toronto. So I think the teachable moment there is if you like Toronto, and again, it took a miracle to win that game, but we talked about how Toronto on the money line was really a smarter bet um, than laying the points there. So if you had gotten it early at a pick em, um, even a minus one, I guess, but really when I see lines that short that open at a pick em or a minus one, the odds makers are telling you right off the bat it's going to be a close game. So I would much rather pay a little more of a price you know, and at that point, you know, hopefully you didn't pay the money line when it was minus two and a half. Maybe it was, you know, minus one and a half, minus two, something like that. But either way, it closed at minus 145 on the money line. At the time of the pod, I think the money line we talked about was like minus 130, maybe minus 140 even. So just the importance of uh, knowing in those situations that if you had liked Toronto, uh, make sure you take that money line price because that's really, really important because we saw just yesterday with them winning by one, you're able to cash your bet. Whereas if you had, you know, just laid the points, you would have most likely either pushed or lost on that one. So I think that's that's really, really key there. Again, getting that best number that you can get. And then also, you know, if you had taken the Celtics, plus one and a half, plus two, plus two and a half, you were able to cover that one as well. So it's all about who you took, what number you got. But again, in those situations, if you like the favorite, go money line. Uh, don't go spread. It's worth it paying the higher price. Uh, we definitely called the Clippers, guys. Massive uh, line movement to the Clips, minus 8 to minus 9, even minus 9.5 at some books. And Clips absolutely rolled. They won by 23. That was a big rest-first tired advantage for the Clippers. Um, that, and both total state under. So the under is on a really, really good stretch here, guys. The under, um, I believe since the NBA restart, and I wrote about this in the newsletter, the under is now 11-3 since Saturday. Unders are now 27 and 21. That's 56.3% so far in the playoffs. So good little stretch. Um, good little stretch here for these unders. We have a couple more games today. We'll talk about them all. Um, and by the way, 
Anyone holding a Vegas Golden Knights ticket? Uh, if you are, you have a hedging opportunity. And how about Vancouver last night? Vancouver came to play 4-0. Uh, ridiculous. And I actually was looking up big dogs in uh, in the playoffs historically. And they do pretty good when you're, when you're plus 200 or more. Um, you're only winning about half your games, but getting those big payouts, you're doing pretty well just in general. We do have a good trend here on Game 7 unders in, uh, in, in, in the NHL. Usually you have these lower-scoring games similar to basketball. So we'll get to it all. We have a huge day today, guys. Um, I'll be on the Lombardi line uh, from 12 to 1. Hope, hope you guys can tune in. We'll be re I'll be you know giving you guys uh, you know new updates on everything that's going on across the market. I took the abs. Remember I've been telling you for the last two weeks I took the abs series price. I'm going to tweet something out and see whether or not I should hedge because I stand to win a little bit of cheddar if the abs cash this at minus 250 to the series price. And uh, do I hedge or do I let it ride? The ultimate conundrum. So stay tuned for a poll. I'll put that up on Twitter. I want to get your thoughts. Um, and then also, it's a huge day in baseball. I was looking at the baseball slate. There's 20 baseball games today. This is the most baseball games I've ever seen in my life. I've been betting sports very seriously for uh, about a decade at this point. A lot of doubleheaders. Remember, doubleheaders, there are more sweeps than there are splits. And the second game of a doubleheader, there are uh, a lot of favorites in the second game of a doubleheader who cash and do pretty well just in general. I uh, want to remind everyone, uh, we do have our great VEASAN special. It's the Sports Restart Special. It's only $29.99, so $30 bucks you get everything we do from now all the way until week two of the NFL. You get all of our NFL betting guides, over 100 pages, fantastic content. You get every point spread weekly. Uh, Got to remind you guys, we do have the Derby tomorrow. So uh, Tis the Law is a big favorite, but there are a lot of different machinations and ways to bet Tis the Law, um, not just to win it, but uh, in combination with other bets to, uh, to win your bet. So this gets a little wonky. If you know horse racing, it's pretty obvious, but if you don't, uh, the trifecta, the exacta, horizontals, paramutual betting, uh, it can all be a little uh, little confusing. But lucky for you guys, we have everything you need, especially in today's newsletter. Uh, Chris Andrews, Johnny Avello, uh, Dwayne Colucci, Vinny, our guy uh, Ron Flatter, everyone's got great, great breakdowns. So check out the latest edition of Point Spread Weekly and uh, check out the newsletter today. A lot of great links there to start off right. But if you want to sign up, we'd love to have you as a uh, member. You know, the, the pod is great. I do my best, but it's only tip of the iceberg of what we have to offer at VEASAN. So many different great handicappers and sports bettors and pros and guests and everything. You would get that afternoon best bet email giving you all the plays from all the respective bettors at VEASAN. So that's another part of the package. But if you're interested, it's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We'd love to have you sign up. It's the best time of year with a great discount here. 30 bucks gets you, gets you covered for a good amount of time. So uh, sign up and get after it. Reminder, tomorrow are the bouts, UFC, MMA. They'll be biting in the left corner coming in from Lanesboro, Massachusetts. That's me. Uh, but every, if you want any info here, uh, there is another great breakdown from my guy Gamble and Lou, Lou Finicaro, uh, in this Points Spread Weekly talking about all the bouts with Alistar Overeem um, and Sakai. It's going to be a great Saturday just in general. Tomorrow's going to be a fantastic day of sports. You know we're grinding baseball, hockey, basketball, but then add in some Kentucky Derby, add in some UFC. It's going to be a big day, so just get ready. Uh, reminder, too, if you are interested, you hear me talk a lot about bet to risk versus bet to win. I did have an article that was posted um, in the New York Post on bet to risk versus bet to win, why you should always bet to risk, not win. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing that you hear me talk about a lot, and I write about it in my book, The Everything Guide to Sports Betting, but... 
Um, the article I tweeted out, and it's on my page right now if you want to read it, just kind of stresses the importance of um, limiting your risk and maximizing your reward and why you should always risk your one unit for every play, no matter, you know, dog, favorite, whatever it may be, avoid parlays, but always risk your one unit. That one unit to you is 3% of your bankroll per play. You want to be bold, 5%. You want to be conservative, 1%. You know, I like 3%. It's just a good medium. But you're always risking your one unit, whatever that is for you. If you're a $100 guy, you only have 100 bucks in your account, you're risking $3 a game. And the price of the odds determine your payout. So if you got a dog, you'll win back uh, a little bit more. If you're a favorite, you'll get back a little less. But uh, I just detailed this um, whole thought process in this Bet to Risk versus Bet to Win article. So if you want to read it, it's on my uh, Twitter page, at Josh underscore Insights. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at uh, Beeson Live. You get everything uh, that we do, updates and videos from our Twitter page. Uh, and reminder, you can always email me, josh at vison.com, anytime, anywhere. I'm here to help. Questions you know, about the pod, suggestions, betting philosophies, whether to hedge or not, I'm always here for you. So uh, reach out and let me know. So today for MLB, we're grinding hard with MLB, having a great uh, stretch here and a great year, I must say, for this shortened year with MLB. Uh, and I'm loving baseball. It's really uh, my go-to and um, I'm digging. I think we're doing a good job reading these lines. So I will stress the fact that there are 20 games today, games starting at 2 o'clock Eastern. Now, the one thing I've noticed is a lot of these games we still don't have lines for. A lot of these games we don't know the pitchers for. If you see a game where the numbers are not up on your screen, don't bet it. Wait it out. Wait until data comes in. Wait until the pitchers get confirmed. I, and for that reason, like on the one hand, it's great. We have all these games to choose from, but there are a lot of unknowns at this point. So let's talk about the known commodities and games that are definitely uh, getting some sharp action across the board. So I count one, two, three, four, five, six plays today that really caught my eye. So the first one is, uh, and actually, before I get to this, I want to mention one thing. I want to give a shout out to, let me get the Twitter handle right, uh, Macau, Mac Macau, my guy, for uh, for listening to the pod and being a wise guy and a great better. He tweeted me that Blue Jays line tanked at last minute, just like Rockies Wednesday. I panicked, but it was too late by then. Stuck with it. Worked out awesome. So another great point there yesterday where we were talking about, uh, similar to the Rockies, you know, you saw yesterday with Toronto, they were a favorite, and they were becoming more of a favorite, and they were a really sharp play all day, but then late, some Red Sox money hit, dropped that line for Toronto. What do you do if you already are carrying in your pocket a Toronto ticket? Do you then go the other way and bet the Red Sox? No. Uh, wait, you know, just stick with it, you know, sleep in the bed that you made, uh, dance with the one who brung you and ride it out and hope you get lucky. And that's what happened. So good job to my guy, Macau for using some, uh, decent, uh, sports betting podcast, uh, philosophies to your advantage. And again, same thing happened with the Rockies the other day. So, uh, stick with the one who brung you, stay with it and, uh, hopefully you get lucky on that one. And you, and, uh, you did. So good job, Macau. Uh, but talking about today, first game on the board, Miami and Tampa Bay. Seeing a pretty sharp line here to the Miami Marlins. This is a 6.40 p.m. Eastern time game. This game opened Tampa Bay uh, with Fleming on the mound against Lopez. Tampa Bay opened at around a minus 135 favorite. I'm even seeing some books that opened minus 140. Been a big public play here to Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa Bay is a, uh, you know, they're a trendy team. Public really loves to bet on. They're a really good team, and they win a lot of games, and they get a lot out of not having – uh, you know, a lot of talent or high-paid players, and I am a big fan of Tampa in general, but not today. Um, Tampa 26 and 12, good record. Miami 16 and 16. So public says, give me the give me the raise at home. Uh, about two thirds of bets on Tampa Bay. 
Yet the Rays have fallen around minus 135, minus 140, down to minus 125. I'm seeing some books even minus 120. So it's a pretty sharp line move there to the Miami Marlins. Uh, even though they're only getting about a third of bets, the line is moving in their favor. I saw a bunch of smart money hit Miami uh, really early when they were about plus 128, plus 125, even plus 121. They're now down to plus 115 at most books. So uh, good situation there to back Miami. A little bit to the under. You know, we uh, we tread lightly like Walter White with totals, but this is uh, open at eight. It's uh, now eight and a half under minus 115 or even under minus 120. So a lot of liability to the under. And this would be a system I have on um, closed stadiums, Tropicana uh, in particular, to the under. Um, Non-division Trop unders uh, do pretty good just in general. So uh, if you like that under, there is some sharp action behind it. Another game that is gross to me, but I love. You know I'm back on that Mets train. I knew it was a good sign yesterday. RIP Tom Seaver, one of the greatest pitchers in baseball history. I loved yesterday when uh, I was getting ready. I, I put in my Mets play. And uh, they're going up against the Yankees. It was a really sharp play. I'm getting ready to watch the game. And I see right before on Twitter that all the Mets players took a bunch of dirt and put it on their knee because Tom Seaver, when he threw it, uh, his leg kick would hit the ground. And he always have a bunch of dirt on his knee. So in, in homage to Tom Seaver, uh, that always that just gave me a good, good omen and a good feeling. And Tom Seaver was with us yesterday with our Mets bet. Uh, but Mets are pretty sharp today, guys. Public's on Philly. Philly's playing well. Um, Philly just swept the Washington Nationals. Philly's 18 and 15 now. Mets are 17 and 21. Public says, "Give me Philly. They're playing great. They've won four in a row." Um, and but the Mets are no slouch. They've won two in a row. And the Mets are a really sharp play today. Public's on Philly about two thirds of bets. But you saw this line open uh, with a slight favorite to the Mets. So with Porcello on the mound against Jake Arrieta. Mets open around minus 115 favorite. They're all the way up to minus 125, minus 126, even though majority bets are on Philly. So this looks like a fade the trendy dog reverse line, sharp play to me on the Mets. If public's on Philly, why is the line moving to the Mets? And again, you know, oddsmakers kind of give you a little clue when they set the line to begin with. You know, you would think, you know, Philly's the better team playing better. Why wouldn't even Philly open as a small favorite here? Why wouldn't this game open at a pick em? Yet the Mets open around, you know, minus 115. And I'm seeing some books open around minus 120, some also open around minus 108. But either way, it all opened at Mets as a favorite and moved further to the Mets, even though public's on Philly. So pretty sharp Mets play there. Uh, how about the Cubbies? Cubbies are really sharp tonight. Uh, U Darvish is uh, back to the old U Darvish, and hopefully he continues that tonight. He, I think he just got the Pitcher of the Month award. But great pitching matchup, Flaherty, uh, young stud for the cards, but he's going to get racked tonight, 2-0, 1.93 ERA. Darvish, 6-1, 1.47 ERA. So my guy Theo Epstein helped us break the curse in Boston in 04. I uh, gave a lot of money to you, Darvish, and looked pretty stupid uh, for a while, but uh, doesn't anymore. Darvish is looking great. And this is a really sharp Chicago Cubs play. This game open, Cubbies around minus 120-ish, uh, minus 125. Public's grabbing St. Louis in the plus money, yet this line is moving further to the Cubbies. Cubbies are now up around minus 135. So that line is moving to the Cubs, even though slight majority here, grabbing the plus money. And the Cubs at home, um, let's see, Cubs as a favorite, 18-9. and nine. Uh, And you have St. Louis as a dog, 6-8. and eight. So I kind of look at these trends a little bit. I also look at, um, if you take a look, one stat that I, I think is kind of predictive and I think is important is... Um, 
point or uh, runs for uh, run differential basically runs scored uh, versus runs given up. So Cubbies are plus 16, Cardinals are plus 19. They're actually even there, um, but there are some discrepancies you can find with that, which to me is just kind of a feather in your cap. Uh, but if you look at Cubbies 10 and 8 home, Cards 6 and 5 away, these trends actually aren't as big as I, I had thought. But that to me stinks. You know, uh, pretty two evenly matched teams. Public on St. Louis line is moving to the Cubbies, so uh, Cubbies at home looks pretty good to me. Uh, keep on cruising. This is really sharp. Uh, Seattle Mariners. Seattle Mariners at home against Texas. Uh, this opened at almost a pick'em, pretty much a pick'em. Minus 105. Both teams. Some books were a little further um, to Seattle, around minus 120. But the lines moving further to Seattle. Seattle's now up to minus 130. Uh, I've seen a ton of smart money moves on Seattle. All those books that opened close to a pick'em, minus 108, all got hit by Seattle money. Uh, you look at the numbers here. Seattle 15 and 22, Texas 13 and 23. Texas, um, you know, traded away Frazier. And uh, I think the Seattle is actually, I, Seattle really surprised me. I thought they'd be one of the worst teams in baseball. Um, but they've won two in a row. Texas dropped two in a row. And if you look at Texas versus lefties, because they're going up against Kachuki, they're six and eight this year. So keep an eye on that. But Seattle at home, really sharp line move. Another one that didn't make sense to me, and you know I love sweating. Uh, my two favorite teams to bet this year are the Padres and uh, San Diego. And San Diego, uh, we talked about yesterday, was actually a really sharp play to L.A. If you took L.A., that was sharp as attack. L.A., uh, San Diego went from minus 160 down to minus 140, even though they were getting uh, like 8 out of 10 bets, most lopsided game of the day. So uh, if you catch the Angels last night, give yourself a pat on the back. That was a really sharp catch. Uh, but San Diego, I love sweating them. But this line stinks to me, and this looks like a really sharp Oakland play. This game opened, and Oakland hasn't played in, I think, like five days. They had a, a COVID-positive test. This line has moved pretty um, pretty good here to Oakland. So you look at the pitching matchup. It's Davies against Lazardo. Davies actually has pretty good numbers here. 5-2, 2.61 ERA. Lazardo, young lefty stud, 2-1, 3.21 ERA. And you kind of say, you know, Pods are a great team. They're off a loss. They'll bounce back and get it tonight. Um, Oakland's off a um, – they haven't, they haven't played since the 29th. So that was, let's see, that was Saturday. So they've been off like almost a week, which is crazy. And you kind of say in baseball, you know, a couple days off really helps you. A long layoff might hurt you. But oddsmakers, or should I say sharp bettors, do not worry at all. They're really on Oakland tonight. Two-thirds of bets are on San Diego. Oakland opened as around a minus 130 favorite. They're all the way up to minus 140, even though you're getting a big share of bets on San Diego. So pretty sharp play there to the Oakland A's. A little bit to the under, open 8.5, it is down to 8. Um, we all know the importance of getting the hook, so I'd wait it out and see if it comes back to 8.5, but all those sharp moves a ton on the under 8.5. Um, you know, if you get 8 runs there, you know, if you get a, uh, what is it, a 6-2 to two game, you know, a 7-1 to one game, 8 nothing game, you want to be able to get the hook on that one. Obviously, 4-4 four, four goes to extras, you're going to lose that, but um, the hook could be, could be critical there, so make sure you get it. I would lay off if you can only get an eight, and it's juiced up. It may go back to eight and a half. Um, keep on cruising. Last game of the night, really sharp play on the San Fran Los Gigantes, the Giants. Baby, Jan, uh, San Fran opened at a minus one twenty favorite at home. They're up to minus one twenty five. I'm seeing books go to minus one thirty. Um, this is kind of both a pro and Joe game, but it's a very low bet game, and you're getting, um, you know, percentage wise, it's you know, it's kind of like two thirds of bets on San Fran, but. It's really mostly sharp betters, I think, looking at this late game. I don't think any square better, 
you know, no offense, but, you know, public better wakes up and says, uh, man, first game on the day I want to bet is Arizona San Fran. No, that's really not on their radar. So this is a pretty sharp play here. Uh, one thing I like that matched kind of our White Sox system yesterday that cashed is that Arizona is awful against lefties. Arizona's 13 and 15 against righties. They're 1 and 9 against lefties. They're going up against a lefty tonight. Uh, San Fran 18 and 20. San Fran's also been a decent team this year. Um, and they're coming off a loss, and Diamondbacks have, have lost a bunch of games in a row. But open as a favorite San Fran, move further to a favorite, and Arizona doesn't uh, play well against lefties. So give me Los Gigantes in that one. But yeah, recap, games we were talking about. Miami, the Mets, Cubbies, Seattle, Oakland, and San Fran. But remember, um, even if we didn't talk about a bunch of these games, stay glued to your VEASAN live odds page. You know, Take a look at VEASAN.com slash odds. Look at these late moves, especially that are coming in right before, uh, you know, before first pitch, that last hour. Really, really important because you may see a game that is a late opener. Lines aren't out yet, but opens late, and then boom, it's a pick them, and it goes to one team minus 120. Grab that minus 120 team. So just keep an eye out for all these games today. Uh, but that finishes up the first half of the pod. We're going to come back and talk NBA, little NHL. Um, we'll talk about that Game 7 NHL under system. I'm going to ask you guys about my hedging opportunity. Some say hedging is for landscapers. I say if you can guarantee a profit, why wouldn't you? Uh, but we'll be right back. After this quick break, we'll finish up the second half of our Fade the Public Friday VEASAN podcast, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally. But Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going not to the, Not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Cre- – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, guys, thanks for sticking with us. Let's finish up strong today. We just went through Major League Baseball. Now we're going to talk some NBA, NHL. We got two Game 7s in the NHL. We have two big basketball games in the NBA. Uh, and I'm excited to talk about all of them with you. So uh, let's start off a little bit here with NBA. It's uh, two big games, obviously, 6.30, Bucks and Heat. 9 o'clock, Rockets-Lakers Game 1. First game on the board with the Bucks and the Heat uh, is very, very intriguing to me. So I think if you just ask me which side is the sharp play, it is the Bucks. They're only getting um, a little more than a third of bets, so you know a little less than two thirds of bets are on the Heat. The Bucks opened at five and they moved to plus five. They sorry, the Bucks opened at minus five and they moved to minus five and a half. So even though they're getting less than half the tickets, the line moved in their favor. And I'm, I may end up regret, regretting saying this, guys, but the Miami Heat at five and a half to me has a lot of value. I expect this line to come back down to five. It's kind of similar to that OKC. Um, Rockets game, game seven, where early on, and I, I just, you know, when you've been betting on sports long enough, sometimes you get deja vu. I've seen this line before. This really reminds me of that OKC Rockets game where Rockets were, you know, minus four and a half, minus five, up to minus five and a half. We're talking about how they were sharp all day. And then late, you saw that five and a half in the hook disappear, come back down to five. I'm kind of sensing the same thing here. Even though I think the, the Bucks did have some sharp action at them immediately, at minus five and move them up. To me, the hook uh, is going to be meaningful here. And just based on the eye test, you know, like sometimes I still like that, like the value on that over in the Celtics um, Raptors game, but it's kind of like, you know, have you seen the games? I've been watching the games. I've been watching them. They're very low paced. The unders are doing well. What am I doing betting in over 216 and a half? I beat the closing line, but I don't know. Basically what I'm getting at is always go off analytics, always go off data. But use the eye test as well. I think, you know, old school, new school, you know, don't all go off eye test. The data will always tell you where the sharp play is. But use a little bit of your own intuition here with some of these plays. So basically what I'm getting at is, you know, say the Bucks roll here. Roll here. Um, I'll look like an idiot with not being very bullish on the Bucks uh, laying the points because they open five, now up to minus five and a half, even though uh, a slight majority here is on the heat. But – Again, I see some books here with the plus 5.5, minus 115 with the Heat. I think this line is probably going to come back down to 5. That would be my best guess. So what I'm getting at is um, even though you had some sharp money hit bucks at minus 5, I think there's value on the Miami Heat plus 5.5 if you want to sweat it tonight. So keep an eye out for that. Um, not much here with the total. It kind of stayed where it's at, 223.5. Really hasn't budged either way. Um, Bledsoe, I think, is now good to go here. Played the last game, so shouldn't have to worry about that. 
Now, the one thing I would look at is Kelly Olenek and Andre Iguodala are both questionable. They're not, you know, huge, important players, but they are rotation players, so keep an eye out for that, whether or not they're in or not. Um, but the five and a half with the heat intrigues me, especially if you see this fall to five. Um, late game, though, is the one that I really like, Rockets and Lakers. This is a sharp contrarian play on the Houston Rockets. I have always kind of bet against the Rockets. They're always a big public play. Um, public loves, you know, Harden and Westbrook. And kind of the way they play is, you know, up and down, shoot a million threes. Rockets have a lot of value tonight, guys. The Lakers are off a big layoff, and it worries me a little bit because they're kind of like the Clippers. They've had a lot of days to rest and game plan. However, the Lakers opened as a seven-point favorite. And even though they're getting two-thirds of bets in what will be the most heavily bet game of the night, the line is down to six. When I wrote the newsletter, it was seven down to six and a half. Now it's down to six. Shop for the best line. If you still see a square book hanging a six and a half, a lot of value there. But I like the Rockets, man. I think this is an undervalued play. I did actually just see um, some smart money hit Rockets plus six. And this is the classic contrarian play. They're only getting a third of bets. Nine o'clock game, most heavily bet game of the night. And even though public is all over the Lakers, this line is dropping to the Rockets. So you're really not going to get many opportunities to grab the Rockets getting points contrarian with a sharp reverse line move. But you got it tonight. So the Rockets getting the points, uh, pretty sharp play here. The total did dip, although it just came back. It was 226.5, got all the way down to 223, and now it's back up to 226. So liability is still here on the under. I'd go under 226 or nothing, but it worries me you kind of had that late move. And I do see three refs who are all good to the over. Fitzgerald, Wright, and Ben Taylor all around 52 to 54% to the over. So could be a layoff, but I do lean kind of just unders in general with a lot of these playoff games. Unders are doing great. Emphasis on defense, uh, more deliberate you know, pace of these games, and also public bets over anyway, so you're automatically kind of in a contrarian spot, especially if the line stays the same or falls. But I'll be, uh, I'll be rooting for the Rockets tonight. Let's blast off. How about a three-point Lakers win? How about a Rockets outright win? I'll take that. How about a Lakers five-point win? Five or less, baby. That's all I care about. Uh, now game seven, NHL. Let's wrap it up with a uh, big question that I have for the crowd. So, number one, Dallas, Colorado. Both these games are game seven. Uh, I told you guys, you've known me uh, for a long time at this point. Um, and by the way, in five days, I celebrate my one-year anniversary at VEASAN. Can you believe it? Um, my official one year. I actually started in August of 2019. But officially, um, when I went from kind of a contributor to an official full-time employee, was September 9th, 2019. So, almost at that anniversary. But anyway, you've known me long enough. Um, and, you, and you know me, I, I have been mentioning over the last couple weeks here, I have a, uh, a ticket on Colorado, minus 250 to win this series. At one point, I was about to rip it up. Colorado got down 3-1. to one. Um, It looked awful. But they've now forced Game 7. So what do I do? You know, the game tonight, Colorado opened at around a minus 125 favorite, minus 130. Uh, some looks even minus 135. It's now down to around minus 120. So you had a little bit of action that hit Dallas here. So what do I do? Do I write out my ticket on Colorado to win the series, minus 250? I stand to win a decent amount of money on that and just hope they win and go all or nothing. Or do I hedge? And do I make a money line play on Dallas? Take Dallas, you know, plus 110 I'm looking at. I'm seeing one book at plus 115, 114. So uh, I want your opinion. I'm going to tweet something out. I want everyone to vote on it. It'll be a Twitter poll. Uh, do I hedge or let it ride? That's the eternal conundrum. Um, do I double down and take Colorado and go all in on Colorado? And that way I, I, I cash my series play and I cash on Colorado tonight. That might be getting a little bit greedy, but 
Um, Colorado is playing with some house money here, forcing this game seven. Um, but this is going to be something I think about all day up until four o'clock, whether or not to hedge. Um, I'm, re I'm leaning on hedging. I'm, I think I would love to guarantee myself a profit regardless. Um, but who knows? Maybe I'll have a change of heart. Uh, I want your guys' opinion, though. Um, the other game, Vancouver VGK. Vancouver, massive win yesterday, 4 nothing. Just incredible. Uh, anyone catch these tickets on Vancouver? I mean, they've been ridiculous here. Let me guys, let me give you the lines here. This goes to show you laying these huge numbers. Just don't do it in the playoffs. We've talked about it quite a few times here. But Vancouver cashed plus 200 last night. They cashed plus 180 um, in game seven, six, five, game four. Um, I can't go back any further than that, but they cashed another like plus 200 earlier. Um, I'm leaning to Vancouver here, guys. Uh, Demko's playing great. Vancouver um, looks to be just a fearless team playing with house money. I am not laying a minus 200 and a minus 215 in a game seven. Just that goes against everything I believe in in terms of value. I think the thought process is, you know, Vegas was the big favorite going in. They're still the favorite tonight. Vegas is expected to win. They can't possibly lose. But is laying that number a really smart play in a game seven? A coin flip game, anything can happen, especially off a loss, especially off a goalie controversy. Who are they going to start? I go Vancouver here. I'm taking a shot with the big number. Uh, this open, minus 220 Vegas. They're down to minus 215, 210 some books. I think you're going to fall even further. Uh, give me Vancouver around plus 200. I'll take a flyer on that. And then with the totals here, guys, uh, both unders. I'd go unders or nothing in these two games. Uh, game seven, uh, unders since 2005, according to BetLab Sports, 59%. So I remember a uh, classic example I always give is when the Bruins and the Lightning in 2011, they played a one nothing game. I think my memory's correct. Uh, ridiculous game seven, and that all I kind of, that always sticks with me. How these game sevens are played differently. The pressure. Uh, you're a little more conservative. You don't want to make a mistake. You you know. Um, I think these teams really tighten up. So the total in Dallas, Colorado is six, juiced up under minus 115. The total in Vancouver, BGK is five and a half over minus 125. I would look for a book that's giving you a six on the under. Now, if you have a five and a half VGK Vancouver, the under would be plus 105. It'd be great to get a little plus money, but I would rather get the six. That way, a 4-2 game, you push instead of lose. Um, and some books are six at minus 120 to the under. Um, if you want to be bold, you're getting plus money five and a half. But I'd, I'd I'd like to have that extra half goal. It may not matter, but um, again, a 4-2 game, a, a five, uh, you know, a six nothing game, whatever it may be. I doubt that, but. Um, that does look to be important to me. Uh, but there you have it, guys. Finished up our Friday pod. Another week in the books. First week of September now. Um, reminder, you know, I, we've been treading lightly a little bit with college football, but uh, if you did grab South Alabama, we talked about them going from plus 15 down to plus 13, even 12. Uh, you're able to cash. They won outright. And Central Arkansas, UAB. UAB was up big there. They had a massive line move. They are like minus 15 up to minus 21. And uh, Central Arkansas lost by 10 and covered. So always good to see dogs win and um, kind of value with Central Arkansas on the points. It just got so high. But South Alabama was kind of the first sharp play of college football. So if you cashed, uh, congrats. Got a lot more games coming up. And I will mention looking at tomorrow, I'm seeing five games on my sheet. And one that did catch my eye is Middle Tennessee State. They're playing Army. Um, reminder to join us on the Lombardi line this weekend from 10 a.m. Eastern to noon. We'll be breaking on all these games. But Army opened uh, minus five. Army's down to minus three and a half. So it looks to me like Middle Tennessee State taking in a little smart money in that one. 
Uh, but stick with us, guys. We'll talk about it all this weekend on Lombardi Line. Reminder, if you cashed a couple plays last night, if you had a good week, if you've had a good uh, return to sports, and the Market Insights podcast has helped you uh, become a smarter better, and you want to really make my day, buy my book. My book is called The Everything Guide to Sports Betting. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's got all everything I talk about in much greater depth with a million other tips and strategies and systems. So uh, if you want to buy it, it would make me very happy. But I uh, hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, stay sharp, stay contrarian, bet against the public, bet against all the drunk guys and girls at the bar. Uh, place yourself on the side of the house. Always be with the smart money, never against it. Have access to multiple outs. Shop for the best line, beat the closing line, and just grind. Grind long-term. That's the name of the game, guys. Have a fantastic weekend. I will see you at the window, whether it's at the Borgata, the new New Hampshire DraftKings book, Circa, South Point, wherever it may be. Uh, show me your ticket. If it's Sharp Contrarian and it's a single game, individual flat bet, not a parlay, first beer is on me, next one's on you. Have a great weekend, guys. I'll see you on Monday. Good luck. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free from football playoffs to basketball madness tcl roku tvs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports with all the biggest sports channels a sports zone with all available games in one place and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as the herd with colin cowherd cheering on your favorite team has never been easier a big screen tcl roku tv offers premium picture and sound quality so you'll feel like you're right in the action find the perfect tcl roku tv for you today at amazon.com